Richard Miles, of course, is the deputy leader of the ALP. G'day, Richard. How are you? Good morning, Marcus. How are you? Yeah, good. Nice to talk to you. Uh, let's start off with, uh, well, some bad news to begin with. You've lost the AFL grand final down there, mate. <laughs> this is true. Two years in a row. Um, yeah. So uh, there's certainly a lot of sadness. And, uh, you know, the MCG is really one of the great places in the country. Um, and, and it's a, that stadium... Actually, when when there's no one in it, feels feels very empty and and almost kind of uh, w- without life. But there is nothing like the NCG full. There's nothing like the NCG full on the last Saturday in September. And the idea that we're going to go a few years without that happening is is sad. But I can certainly understand the AFL's decision. I mean, they want to make sure that the the premier game and in, in the whole season is played in front of a crowd. They're going to get that in Perth. So. You know, I think we'll we'll get it, um, and we're just very much hoping that Geelong is there on on the big dance. Yeah, well, good luck to you, cats. Uh, I know you're a big Geelong's fan, a Geelong fan. Look, uh, I think similar situation is probably going to happen here in New South Wales as well. I, at this stage, uh, we're just about to get into the National Rugby League semi-finals. I could ima- I can't imagine the grand final being held in Sydney this year. I think it'll all be played up north in Queensland. So we've got Western Australia and Queensland. Uh, effectively holding uh, two of the biggest sporting events over the coming months. Uh, I don't know whether it's uh, uh, there's perhaps a uh, uh, correlation that, that they're both run by uh, Labor governments. I don't know. Uh, are Labor governments around the country dealing with the pandemic a lot better than others? Uh, well, I don't, know if, I don't know if there is that correlation, but certainly... So the AFL Grand Final was played in Queensland last year, and we were very grateful for the Palaszczuk government in really being getting the AFL season away uh, last year because but for Queensland hosting a lot of teams, it wouldn't have happened, and I think that's uh, happening again with, with the NRL. And it is a great opportunity for those states. Um, look, I, I think the the states are dealing with COVID in, in their own interest, which is what you would expect them to do. That's what state premiers are elected to do. Um, it's, it's a difficult situation that all of them are facing. Uh, I mean, the, the, the principal underlying fact, which is underpinning the circumstances which are being faced by all states, including New South Wales, whether they're run by Liberal Labor governments, is that our vaccination rates are really low and that we haven't had fit-for-purpose quarantine facilities, which has enabled the, vac- the, the virus to enter the country. I mean, that's, that's why the states are now in the position of having to deal with, with the situation that they are. Um, and what we really need to see now is some national leadership uh, because there's only one person who has been elected with the national interest in mind, and that's Scott Morrison, um, and ultimately, we do need to be getting the country back on the same page. But uh, the, the only person who, who, who's going to do that, the only person who can do that, is Scott Morrison. But so far, he's patently um, refused to do that. Sadly, in Victoria, you've had, uh, I think it's two deaths, the first in quite some time. Um, the state still uh, in another extended lockdown. The economic costs of lockdowns and the pandemic are astronomical. I know there are some figures coming out a little later, which I'll uh, talk to your colleague Jim Chalmers about, but, I mean, the balance sheet does not look good. Well, I don't think any of us want to spend one extra day in lockdown than we need to. I I think the whole, you know, everyone in Australia wants to see us open up. Um, And you're right, the the economic 
consequence of, of lockdown is profound. I think particularly for small businesses, they're on the front line of this. And, you know, in areas like hospitality, tourism, um, you know, those businesses are doing it really tough and have been doing it really tough now for an extended period of time. And one of the you know, one of the things about small business, any business really, is that, that you, you develop a business model based on a, a set of predictable circumstances. Um, and yet what COVID has done is completely obliterate any form of predictability. When, yeah. when you have a lockdown, it just uh, your, your business model, your markets just get a line ruled through them. And, it's, uh, and, and you might have a very good business. You might do it really well. So this is not a case of, you know, survival of the fittest. This is just a situation where what you do isn't able to be done in the circumstances of a lockdown. And that's why we've got to get to the other side of this. Um, it's why we've got to... Uh, it's important to have a roadmap, and, and it's good that there is the Doherty roadmap, but what yeah. really matters now is that the government is out there uh, I- explaining the detail of it properly, but also getting all the states on the same page. Well, that's right. Business confidence relies upon everybody singing off the same sheet. Uh, are we still playing catch-up, though, uh, with uh, oh. obtaining vaccines? I know that the government's done another deal this time around, I think, with Singapore. That follows an earlier deal of course, it was with Poland, for goodness sake. Uh, we're, we're chasing uh, vaccines from right around the globe. I would have thought this would have been organised, done and dusted when we were told we were front of the queue. Well, well Scott Morrison promised that we'd be at the front of the queue. And, and the point really is that uh, for, for more than a year, uh, countries have been uh, understanding that there have been vaccine projects in train. They've been getting themselves in the queues of those various vaccine projects that at a point last year where we weren't exactly sure which ones were going to succeed and which ones weren't. Uh, The smart countries out there were putting themselves in the queue of a number. They were, in a sense, hedging their bets, which is what they should have been doing. That was the the prudent step to take. We weren't doing that here. And that was a criticism we were making this time last year of the government, uh, that they were putting a lot of their eggs in in a small number of baskets, and, and it didn't come off as the government planned. And now we are in a situation where... Uh, because of that complacency, we don't have enough supply, particularly of Pfizer. I mean, it, 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 there's were, were things being said in Victoria that um, I'm not sure there are bookings available for first dose for, uh, first dose first doses of Pfizer. Sorry, getting my train time there. And and we're hearing similar reports um, in New South Wales. It's not easy to get an appointment for that oh. vaccine. So there's a lot of people out there. We want to get vaccinated. We want to get to those 70, those 80% levels. But right now, um, I think in terms of the entire population, it's only about 27% of the entire population who have been vaccinated. We have a long way to go. And a lot of people who want to get vaccinated can't get an appointment. All right. Before I let you go, one thing I've noticed on your social media is a lot of sport, which I love. How (laughs) fantastic are our Paralympians doing at the moment in Tokyo? I think it's one of the the most inspirational things, Marcus, to see our Paralympians. Um, I mean, it's fantastic sport. That's the the first thing to say. The the the, the excitement, um, the the competitiveness, everything that you look for in terms of um, exciting sport is there on display. Absolutely. But just the courage involved um, is you know fantastic, and they are doing us proud. Uh, and uh, you know, along with um, our Olympians, uh, it, it's been you know a fantastic month, I think. And it's been a good distraction. It's been a really good distraction. I, I completely agree with that, and yeah. it says something. I think that the 
I think both the Olympics and the Paralympics this time have, have been more important uh, than I can ever remember, really, in, in terms of giving that sense of um, uplift to the nation. And, and we've been lucky that, they, that they've been very successful Olympics and Paralympics for Australia, and so it's been good watching. All right, it's good talking to you. We'll catch up in a couple of weeks. We'll see how things are looking in Victoria by then. Hopefully uh, you'll be out of lockdown and uh, we'll see some more freedoms uh, down there in, in Victoria. Good to chat. Fingers crossed. Thanks, Mark. All right, mate.